Welcome to Lost in Menstruation, the podcast with Gemma Barry from the Well Woman Project, the podcast that talks about women's health. Hi guys, so welcome to another episode of Lost in Menstruation. Today I'm going to be chatting to um, a wonderful woman called Jessie Adler, who is a sustainable material designer. Woo. Um, hey Jessie, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really well. <laughs> so uh, can you let our uh, I nearly said viewers then. Um, can you let our listeners know a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure that out too every day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, so what I do now, I'm a student at Central St. Martin's uh, studying my uh, MA on the Material Futures course, yep. which is this interesting blend of designers and engineers and scientists I'm a scientist myself I like got my bachelor's in in the U.S. um, in biomolecular science at University of Michigan yay go us (laughs) and um, I'm really interested in looking at the way that the science impacts the way that people do design and the materials that we produce and I feel like I coming here I keep thinking I have an idea of what I want to do and then every time I think about it, I like, I'm like, ooh, do I really want to do that? Or do I want to do this thing? <laughs> so I didn't expect to do this project, um, but here we are. <laughs> it's an adventure. So we, uh, we met a few months ago and uh, yeah, we did a workshop together uh, where we were like, looking at uh, loads of different like reusable products and stuff. So yeah, let's share a bit about that because it was so interesting. Uh, Well, I remember, I think I remember the moment that I found you on your website and I was like reading about what you did and I was like, I was like shaking my friend's arm next to me and I was like, I was like, I found her, I found her, I found the person I want, I need her to come to my workshop. (laughs) And I was just like so thrilled to meet you and to have you there because everybody was just like so, so I feel like everyone got so much out of hearing from you and like meeting you. And so the, the workshop itself was um, something I put on for my course. And we have weekly Wednesday um, designer talks about like what that person's doing or their work in general. And so I hijacked one of those sessions to bring everyone a special edition of the Wednesday meetings uh, focused on menstrual products. And we had you and this other woman, Olivia, who is working uh, to create flushable pads, um, which was really awesome when she showed us the pad coming out of the blender. I think everybody's faces, I have all these pictures, everybody's faces are just like jaw dropped, like shocked, it's, it's awesome. But the goal of the evening was to talk to people about taking ownership over their bodies and being mindful of how the things you put into your body both by like eating and drinking but also like vaginally (laughs) affects everything and like it's so powerful to hear your story of like this holistic view of how like everything you do impacts each other Mm -hmm. and like hearing your journey on that and so I think people really I got a lot out of that but a lot of people as well were really just like okay like I got to think about this more this is important I care about my health. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So that was really, I got a lot of great feedback. And we had one girl who came who wasn't on the course because I put flyers all over the school 
and everybody was from my course and then she showed up and everybody was like oh, it worked advertisement works <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool that's so cool uh yeah it was it was really interesting and uh like you really looked into all the different um like products and stuff that are out there and like reusable disposable like I think you left no stone unturned uh, <laughs> when it came to like researching all the products and things so what was kind of what was the sort of key takeaways that you found when you were doing that so the first thing that struck me was that I had never thought about before mm -hmm. so I think that was one of the biggest takeaways for me was to just be mindful yeah and to have that like thoughtfulness of like you're putting this in your body for I would wear my old tampons that I found were made of polyester and polyethylene, which are both petrochemical plastics and are more likely to grow the bacteria that cause toxic shock syndrome. Mm -hmm. I was wearing those tampons because I was like, they're cute. They feel great. I was wearing them for like eight hours, nine hours, yeah. like well beyond what you can do. And like, I had no idea. And so I just feel like I've, my whole life has changed. Yeah. And I really hope that people are also hearing this and saying like, okay, like, I don't know what's in my products. And I've also developed like this whole new product that had like struck me in like a moment of inspiration. And now I think about how I can keep on developing products that make sense for the future life of people, you know, like moving forward as a society, creating things that have a circular structure of creation to reusability and like, as opposed to like waste. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, well, um, share a little bit about the product that you have just created that you were showing me because it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I have nicknamed it the menstrual reservoir because I haven't thought of a cute, catchy, media name yet yeah yeah um i nicknamed all of my files resi because nice. writing the menstrual reservoir is way too much work <laughs> so maybe it's called resi in the future but um the menstrual reservoir is um something for the person who wants a product that is reusable and has less of an impact um, environmentally but doesn't like coming into contact with their blood for whatever reason or wants to be able to take care of the inside parts of their menstrual cup without having to remove it and wash it. Like if you're at a music festival yeah. and you're in a port -a like, is that what they call here, port -a Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, like nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> so the idea here is that you put in the cup and it looks a lot like a menstrual cup mm -hmm. um I was like playing around with shape before and then I was like you know what there's a reason these look this way this is the smartest way to do it <laughs> so um the cup itself is made with uh silver nanoparticles embedded in the silicone which are inherently antimicrobial yeah so when you put it in the bacteria that causes toxic shock or other scary diseases um aren't able to grow and they're not able to like enter beyond the cup and they're not able to grow in the vaginal canal towards your uterus. Um, so inside the cup, you have these liners. And if you imagine like on a doggy bag liner, you just keep pulling or like a magician, you know how like a magician keeps pulling scarves out of their mouth. So yeah. imagine like the bags 
and you kind of just keep pulling them out of your badge. Um, but the bags themselves are made of this seaweed-based um, film mm -hmm. that's created by a group from the Royal College of Art. They made uh, these uhus or the, the, the edible water bottles. Oh, yeah. So I have based my idea off of theirs, mm -hmm. and I give them free advertising but we, have, we are not working together yet. <laughs> um, so the bags would be made of seaweed so that they're biodegradable and we're, we are working towards flushable because that's the ideal. But the idea yeah. is you put the cup in on the first day of your period and you pull out the liner so it sticks out a little bit. And it wouldn't stick out like a tampon string, but it would be accessible for you to just pinch and um, access it that way. Yeah. So once a day, you pull on the bag until it like sufficiently comes out and then you feel it like resist a little. Mm -hmm. And when it's resisting, that means that the adhesive on the inside is in the position of the stem. So you pull the bag out through the stem. And once it's in the stem, you squeeze it. It seals the adhesive of the, of the one that you're pulling out and it seals the adhesive of the next one coming down. Yeah. So then you keep pulling and then you rip off an old bag of filled with your blood. Yeah. And that bag, you can bin it or you can send it to your doctor because it's totally uncontaminated. Yeah. So you can, for people who don't like giving blood, you can send a blood sample saying like, got you some. Nice. And it should be totally fine. Um, and then you keep pulling out a bag every day. And at the end of your period, you take the whole device out. You take out the rest of the liners. You rinse it. You sanitize it as you would a normal cup. And then you repeat the whole process later. Nice. And uh, I guess um, with, if someone's like got a heavier flow or whatever, then you would just use more bags or whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's what I was thinking like that the bags could be customizable. So like if you have a light flow, you would only request seven bags. Yeah. Or, or if you have a longer period, you request 20 or something like that. Yeah. And I tell you what would be really interesting with this as well is that you would absolutely know how much blood you lost. Like, right. Because uh, it's, it, because it is completely contained and like if you knew how much was in the bag or whatever then you'd have a really clear idea of, of how much blood um you lose during mm -hmm. the bleed which for geeks like me is really interesting information <laughs> it's so interesting and like texture yeah and like thickness it's yeah. fascinating yeah yeah <laughs> I love talking to you. <laughs> You're just like, yes, I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds so cool. I I love that idea. I think it's awesome. Um, and you know, like I say, with Olivia's idea as well, with the um, like completely dissolvable pad, um, is amazing. The movers and shakers that are in the um, period product world right now is awesome. Um, so it, was, it makes me mad that. Because it's such a simple idea and it makes yeah. so much sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, a flushable pad. Of yeah. course. Of course. Why wouldn't we have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it, so interesting to like see it like finally come to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, hers was um, a quite an interesting story actually, wasn't it? Um, it was her flatmate who mm -hmm. um, she was living with and uh, went out to get some uh, sanitary towels for her and was like well how many do you need like how many of these do you go through he was a guy had no idea uh, yeah uh, do you need like one or four or like how often do you change them so, like yeah all his his questioning 
um, really prompted like this is just nuts like what the hell are you doing we need to change this um, which yeah it was awesome it was an awesome story um, so uh, yeah in terms then of like what you've learned and stuff how has it impacted on what you do now in terms of your own period and like what you share to women and like you know, what's been the knock-on sort of ripples of the stuff that you found out um i think the most interesting thing for me was i experimented with different period products on myself because mm -hmm. i had been so like true to my original tampon that i found out was absolute garbage yeah. so <laughs> i like was at a loss of like what to use so i started using a whole plethora of things and i did two editions of like journals well the second one's being written but the first one was about a bunch of disposable products because that's what i'm used to and that's what i like and then the next month after that i tried a cup for the first time yeah and i hate to admit it but now i'm converted yeah. <laughs> i'm a cup user now <laughs> yeah they are brilliant they are brilliant it's brilliant like it really like the entire thing is just so fascinating and i think uh, the problem for me at least was that I just never knew. Mm. No one ever said like, Hey, you can question this. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to do, um, before all of this, uh, coronavirus pandemic, everything, um, I was planning on going home, uh, to Michigan, uh, in late March. And I was hoping that I could go to my middle school. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the time of middle school where they're learning sex ed yeah and i wanted to go and speak to either just the girls or the entire class about the options that people have for menstrual products yeah. and what's really going on and like because i thought to myself like if i had had that when i was their age and in this session if i had had an alumni who was like pretty normal <laughs> i would yeah. say i'm a pretty normal person like come in and say like, hey guys, let's talk about this because I'm not afraid to talk about it and I hope that you might not be afraid to talk about it in the future. And here's all these things that exist that no one told you about. Yeah. You know, like that's really important. Yeah. So that was gonna be great. I've also started talking about this a lot more like with my friends and my family, but also uh, just people in general. Like I had um, opportunities to set up tables in the main hallway of my school the corridor of my school and people would come and everybody was so excited to talk to me about their periods. Yeah. Like I had people calling me, I had people telling me like really gory stuff. I told people really gory stuff and I realized that the time is right. Everybody's ready to talk. Yeah. Everybody's like, like let's, let's normalize menstruation. And that's, that's why I think you're so awesome because <laughs> like, this is so, this is so human. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, I think I think women have been ready to talk for a while, but they've just never had the platform to do it. So um, it's really interesting to me, certain, you know, all sorts of different scenarios I've been in, network meetings, I've been, you know, standing at a bus stop, um, you know, in a cafe, wherever, all sorts of different weird and wonderful places. And someone might ask me what I do or you start chatting about stuff and then you mention periods and go um yeah it's just fascinating like women want to talk about it and they want to know what's going on for other people because 
otherwise you just you only know yours and yours becomes the norm because that's what we know um and so when you uh you know i shared um last mine and she was like wow it's so heavy like as i was like ripping through my reusable pads and i'm like well maybe you're really light <laughs> you know like but we, yeah, we just had a real interesting conversation about it and she's like I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know there was any other kind of normal to, to me. I'm like, well, why would you? So, um, it's, you're your only reference point. Exactly that. So it's, it is so important, um, to, to give that platform to women to chat about it and like say, and, and share. Yeah. So, um, a lot of women apologize about the, oh my God, this is too much information that I'm about to share and you're like it really isn't it really isn't <laughs> it really isn't at all because it's all all of it will have happened to us on some level mm. uh you know we've all had those sort of moments of leaking on the bed or leaking in our jeans or ruining a really nice pair of pants or you know your period's dying at the most inopportune moment uh and you don't have anything with you uh you know the list is endless but it's happened to all of us <laughs> mm -hmm um yeah so yeah so so important what you do um and is there anything else you'd like to share with um with my listeners um i think it's what i've learned the most from doing this and from this whole new chapter of life in general is to question materials in general mm -hmm. i started i read the ingredients on my eyeliner yeah. like what and then i realized I don't know where, I don't know what I, what's in that. I don't know what I'm putting in my lipstick that goes in my mouth and like yeah. to not necessarily like change all your habits at once and throw everything out and whatever, but to just be mindful yeah. that maybe, maybe those sell well and maybe they're cheap, but maybe they're not supposed to go inside your body. Yeah. 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 And it really, it's really uh, changed the way I, buy it's changed the way i act it's really i bought a candle the other day and it said do not light on the bottom <laughs> it said do not release to the environment very harmful to all aquatic species wow <laughs> yeah i was just at the grocery i thought it was like fine and now it's just um a nice paperweight <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh there's an amazing app called think dirty um which is is great for checking products and finding like their nasty rating um which is a really good one but you're absolutely right like checking the back with checking the ingredients for everything that you're about to put in or on your body is such a good idea um i found something the other day which the top ingredient was urea it was like a moisturizer <laughs> like oh my good god why would you want to rub that all over your face uh, if anyone doesn't know urea is a byproduct of we so um you know it's it's really not anything you want to have on your body and you do question why it's in a product but right. yeah and the reason it's in your pee is it's because your body doesn't want it anyway so your exactly body's like, right. get it out, get it out. And you're like, ooh, let me put it back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all very fucked up. Um, but that is, it, yeah, it's definitely, um, it can be very overwhelming, I think, when you open oh. Pandora's box about, like, what's in stuff, for sure. Um, and, I, like, I, this is a big part of 
when I'm working with clients, you know, that we discuss all of this stuff. And uh, I'm like, you know, just take it one day at a time, one step at a time. Just um, look at things like, like you say, just be mindful about it and uh, and see how you feel about stuff. Because for me, I, once I knew this, I was like, oh my god, I don't want anything. I don't want it. I just threw away all my makeup and you know, I just didn't want any of it near me at all. Um, but for other people, you know, they might want to use it up or, you know, be a bit more resourceful about it than I was, uh, which is absolutely fine. But it's just, you know, knowing what you're, you know, exposing yourself to uh, because you just think, well, it's got to be safe, right? It's makeup. They've made it. It's got to be safe because they've, it's tampons. They've made it for me to use for my period, but it isn't like it really isn't um which is yeah really like a huge feeling of betrayal (laughs) massive yeah yeah massive massive um and like with food like if you can't pronounce the ingredients on the back of a packet it isn't food right right and like that's not the same against like chemical products because like someone from as someone from like a chemistry background like i wouldn't call myself a chemist but like I've learned chemistry. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are quote unquote chemicals that aren't necessarily detrimental to your body. Yeah. And chemicals as a term gets this whole like bad reputation. Yeah. And like same with like steroids and things and hormones. And it's all very interesting because when I think about it, I think of signaling molecules in your body. Yeah. And it's not about as a broad class, these are bad. Mm-hmm. It's about which ones are affecting you personally poorly and differently and how can you manage that and that also is overwhelming (laughs) yeah yeah huge um kind of the key part of sort of health awareness and stuff is looking at those signals in your body because like your hormones will be blaring things at you to say we're not feeling that great or this is a little bit out of whack or whatever else but we don't understand the messages that maybe we're being given or whatever else and um, that's like a key part of my work is helping women to understand that and mm-hmm. become the experts in their bodies again um, because it doesn't all have to be like the silence with medication or whatever else it can be just tweaks here and there of stop using candles that are dangerous to aquatic life in your house. I'll a picture of what this label said it's horrifying it's just insane isn't it like, you can't make this shit up yes yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and I tell you what, you have to publish that journal because I, that would make such an amazing book of your, like, however many months or, you know, the time. Oh, I love it. Bloody brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's got to be like printed up because I think that kind of experience is so important for, uh, for everyone. and I know like it's always personal to each person, but, um, like you say, you do get kind of attached to using just one brand. Oh my um, God. And, uh, you know, you just think, oh, it's safe, it's fine, because they wouldn't make it otherwise. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, and like you say, you're back to that feel of massive betrayal um, mm-hmm. that you think, wow, these products aren't as safe as I thought they were. Yeah. And that was something I tried to talk to my friends about because, like, I'm not trying to preach the cup on people or the resi on people. Yeah. But like I said to my friends, like, Hey, you know, you're going into quarantine now. Don't forget. You're going to have your period unless you don't for some reason, but 
you're, you're going to need stuff. So stock yeah. up, but like, what are you stocking up on? And yeah. if you're look, and if you're buying something like no offense to Tampax, I don't love that the protective sleeve of the tampon is made with polyester. Mm. So like when you're stocking up on whatever product you're using, if you're realizing that maybe it doesn't have the ingredients that you're so comfortable with, now is the time while you're confined to your home and so close to a toilet and a sink and to people who don't care to see your blood necessarily. Yeah. Like this is the time to experiment. Yeah, definitely. Because I was experimenting in public and I had, I had an instant, you've been to the Royal Academy of Arts. Um, so yeah. I was in the, I was in the RA and I was trying a, a device and it slipped inside of me and I started bleeding everywhere. And that building is so white. <laughs> it's just, it's so pristine. And I had to run to like the, the um, accessible bathroom. Cause I was like, I need so much sink to toilet ratio access. And, like I deserve this. And I, it looked like a, it looked like a small child died in there. Like there was so much blood in that trash bin. <laughs> like, and, like, you know, and, and if I was confined to my home, there wouldn't have been a problem. No, exactly that. Exactly <laughs> this is that. The time to experiment. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. It really is the time to experiment. Um, now has never been more of the time to, to get involved, <laughs> really. Uh, and because, like you say, it, the thought of it can be worse. I think, and then you try it and you think, oh, actually, it's not too bad. Like things can be a bit faffy to start with. Uh, in terms with reusable products especially with like menstrual cups or pads and things like that but then once you get in the swing of it you're like actually this is really easy and it's no more or less of a faff than using disposables but you're you know obviously supporting your own health and also the sustainability of the planet because there's less waste um because they take an absolute age to break down mm -hmm. and that was really i think that was also something i learned was like, i never thought about the impact that my products had. And I was like, this is my period. I don't have a choice. We're going to bleed anyway. Yeah. And I never thought about the fact that like these tampons and pads and everything are building up on the banks of the Thames. Yeah. Like that's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. <laughs> and like flushing any kind of stuff down the toilet is bad unless it's, mm -hmm. it, you know, like the, um, the actually flushable ones that Olivia was uh, demonstrating. But yeah, tampons and stuff should never be flushed down the toilet because um, they, yeah, they have to be scooped out by somebody. <laughs> that's not a nice job. <laughs> I had, I had, I once had a roommate who um, flushed all of her tampons without telling us and we were blessed that we each had our own bathroom mm. and all of a sudden the pipes were leaking and we're like, oh my God, what's going on? And the plumber came and found a backup of tampons wow. in her toilet. So it was very clear that it was just her flushing and we're like, girl, you can't do that. Yeah. But he also had to go and take out all those tampons and like look at her and be like, honey, really? God. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good day for anyone, is it? Not a good day. <laughs> Even know where that myth started. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh I don't know, but yeah, it's really bad to do down the toilet don't flush them yeah absolutely well jesse it's been an absolute blast um chatting away to you and thank you so much for your time today um but yeah i hope you've enjoyed this episode of lost in menstruation i know i have 
and uh, yeah, look out for Jesse's products. They will be yeah. around in the shops anytime soon, I reckon. <laughs> no, no, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, it really would. All right, my darling, thank you so much for your time and speak to you soon. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please come and find me on the socials. Facebook page, The Wellwoman Project, Instagram, Wellwoman Project, and my website, thewellwomanproject.com.